0: hey this is zev bennett you're listening to the daily halacha kabbalah and machshava podcast series brought to you by yesodblocks.com if you're enjoying this content and you want more torah content of this depth and integrated nature you can head over to www.yesodblocks.com where you can subscribe and get access to the entire array of torah content that we have been developing and sharing and that is constantly expanding we'll be adding more and more stuff over the next few weeks to that platform And the whole purpose of Yesod Blocks is to introduce you to Hashem in a way that is fully alive, integrated, tangible, real in the world, as opposed to in a fragmented type of way in which there's just a lot of concepts and a lot of beliefs and a lot of faith ideas. And this is all about trying to show how all this stuff is a science. It's as real as the systems that we use to build houses, technology, uh, iPhones, really anything. We're trying to illustrate the totality that is expressed and manifest within the Torah system in all of its breadth and depth. So you can check that out at asolbox.com, and your subscription will not only give you access to all of that, but also support what it is that we are trying to create and spreading this Torah, bringing the sophisticated uh, knowledge of Torah that's really out there to the world the way that it should have been and the way that it's been lost for many, many centuries. In this episode, we're going to continue with our general path that we've been on for this entire series. We're taking uh, individual halachot. From the Shulchan Aruch, and every episode we take one halacha and we dig into the halacha itself, trying to get to the Kabbalah and machsheva layers of meaning underneath. This allows us to experience halacha in terms of both its practical side, uh, to go from the practical all the way down to the depth, so we can actually uh, understand and live the deep Hashem side of things in the practical halacha in, in every seemingly uh, potentially simple-sounding, new, uh, not nuanced, practical activity. There's a whole array, an ocean of Hashem-related connection dynamics. Just like when you take out the trash for your spouse, uh, it's like just one action, but embedded in that is the whole depth of your entire relationship. Also here with all of halacha, halacha is simply the practical expression of your constant interaction with Hashem. And so we have this gigantic inner world, 95% of who we are is our inner space, our emotions, our thoughts, our perceptions. And then this last 5% is what we do practically, that's halakha, and it's very easy to teach halakha because halakha is so practical. It's just, here are things that you should do, that more difficult thing, and that's really what a lot of people are struggling with in the world, as far as I can tell, a lot of teachers especially, is how to go past that, how to actually teach Torah in terms of the other 95%. Uh, And often the way that it's done is simply, Giving a little some some ideas that make it a little more sound, a little more relevant when we talk about halacha. Uh, making it a sort of showing there's some wisdom in halacha, but the goal here in this series is to really show the entirety of what's underneath and how there's really an entire framework here. And instead of just showing little pieces of it, um, there is really a whole world that when you understand how it all interconnects, then this entire system just gets lit up and uh, and really starts starts to work and be activated. So it's the halacha side we're trying to get to that deep under underlying 95 uh, percent of reality that's buried underneath. And so similarly. For those who are very spiritually inclined already and are looking for ways to live that spiritual inner space in the outer world, the Torah provides that. That's what halacha is. And unfortunately, it's very easy to have lots of spiritual feelings and thoughts, but then actualize them in ways that are not in synchrony with them. And we feel like this is the right way to express ourselves. And yet, then somehow we find out, oh, that's actually really not a good idea. That really didn't capture what I was trying to do. I mean, the extreme version of that is things like cults, where you basically have a lot of intense spiritual exploration, and then it kind of just devolves into depraved behavior. So that's what halacha is designed to do. It's we're supposed to try to the Torah thought that is the underlying system is designed to keep us clear and true in terms of our inner spirituality. And then the, the halacha is the how to express it in the outside world. And it's all one system that we call the Torah. So it's often not taught in a holistic, integrated way. That's the whole point of this series and yesodblocks.com more broadly. The halacha we're exploring in this episode, in Siman Nun Gimel, which is the section of Shulchan Aruch number 53. The halacha is halacha vav, the sixth halacha in section 53. And this halacha continues the halachos of the shaliach tibor, the person who is leading a tefillah group. And as we described in earlier episodes, the idea of a tefillah group is, is that tefillah is the inner alignment that we're trying to undergo in actually accessing the deeper things that we want underneath the more superficial manifestations of those wantings. Many things that we want, that we can say that we want, but when we actually ask ourselves, well, if I had that, what, what would that give me? and what do, I, what do I want underneath that? What does that provide? And what's underneath that wanting? And if I had all those things, what would I want then? And, what? and then you can kind of get an idea of what is it you more deeply want, layer by layer by layer. So that is the process of tefillah, in which we're trying to essentially get access to the root self that is within us, which is Hashem, because the things that we want are the things that Hashem wants uh, more deeply, just that sometimes because of the, the capacity that we have to distort our perceptions, such as the the taint of the das tovera, we have this capacity to actually see things in partial, fragmented ways. And then you maybe very deeply you want to become the most profound uh, version of yourself, but then that gets distorted inside of your perceptions. And the only kinds of thoughts you can think about that are things like, well... I'll feel good if I have a really big house. And so that, that statement, I'll feel good, is kind of like this distorted, truncated version of the deeper thing of, I want to be who I am in my fullest form. And then it kind of gets distorted because we overlay all kinds of perceptions that are distorted on top of that deeper wanting. And then we start telling ourselves things as a result of those perceptions. And we start saying, oh, you know, how I think I'll finally feel good if I have a big house. Uh, And so that's how we basically develop distorted perceptions and distorted thoughts and therefore distorted wantings or distortions of the wantings that we actually have. And so the process of tefillah is about digging into all of that and trying to uh, actively uh, unpack and explore and realign and reorient ourselves on the inner consciousness wanting side of things. And we can do that also in a group, which is what feel of it. See all about we explained in recent episodes, uh, how to think about that a little more. So we're going to leave that if you want to check that out in the previous episodes, you can go ahead over there and listen to those as well. If you haven't heard them yet. But basically, you get into a group, and then we have a person who is the leader. He's a shaliach tzibur, he's the chazan. He is the lead visionary who's, designed to, who's supposed to be helping uh, the entire group activate themselves in all their different areas. And we're supposed to also be looking at each other uh, supposed to have a group of at least 10 people, 10 men working together uh, to sort of set the foundation for everybody else who wants to join in that group. And each of those 10 uh, um, ingredients, which is those 10 people, uh, each of us has 10 aspects in our character. And then those aspects, we each have different amounts of those aspects, which are called the sfirot, uh express in different amounts. And so if I have uh, a, a certain amount of chesed and you have, a, you have a certain amount of gvura and we each have more of one and less of the other, so then we can complement each other and actually fuse those things together. And the way we do that in a group setting is we're supposed to be able to know each other and actually look to each other as people that we can assess oh this is a person who actually has a certain amount of gvura and a certain amount of chesed and i have the opposite amounts of those things and now together i can i can look to him and sort of say oh i'm going to try to focus more deeply on those areas today and actually try to rebalance them to some degree and reconstruct them and that's essentially what we're doing now of course nowadays it doesn't really happen so much because in tefillah as we do today We unfortunately are not so well versed or versed at all in not only in the hebrew language but also in the 10 attributes that we're we're attempting to uh, fuse together in these in the group of 10 men so it becomes like a it's really not a functional system somebody actually asked me yesterday the following question they said well how do you actually know the other nine people what's going on inside of them and the answer i gave was well if you really know these things deeply and you learn Torah, and Torah is your identity, or Torah is your, your basic framework of how you perceive reality, so then it's very, it's very natural to do that. You can look at another person and you can see from their mannerisms, you can, you can figure out a lot about the, their character in terms of those 10 attributes. Just to give one example, you can usually tell pretty quickly if somebody is a little bit more, um, um, uh, let's say, withdrawn or introverted versus somebody who's a little more extroverted. And there's a lot of energy that's associated with that. So somebody who you see who's more extrovert, it's already, there's a sense of, oh, that person has more of Midas and you could also see somebody who, let's say, looks very fit. Let's say they are exercise; they clearly exercise a lot, and they're very—they um, have a very muscular uh, body. So if you see somebody like, like that, then you know that they—that in order to achieve that kind of physique, you have to have a certain amount of discipline. So you can look at them and say, "Hmm, I don't have that physique. I don't have that discipline to actually build my body into something which is that disciplined." It doesn't mean you have to go and then say to yourself, "Oh, I should be doing that." But the idea is that you can actually assess that, there, that there's a person across the way who has more gvura than you in a certain area that you don't have it and you can then absorb that and you can take that into your own self and from a guru standpoint in order to assess to what degree you can actually be more uh, taking care of your body to be more disciplined with how you eat, how you sleep, the way that you treat your body, that's an example of a way that you can just pick up on, the, on things like that and there's a million different examples of, of that kind of thing where you're, when you pay attention to the people around you using the lens of the Torah, using the lens of these attributes, then you can really achieve a lot of, of, of understanding of other people and then use that to become more, uh, more fused with them in a guru. Tfila process. So let's go, let's go look at the halacha now, the halacha, like we said, halacha number six, halacha vav, and let's take it from there. So halacha vav says, We don't appoint somebody to be a shaliach or to be the visionary, the leader of the tefillah group, unless he has a beard. His beard has to have filled out. In other words, he has to be uh, reasonably old enough that he is, you know, let's say 18, 19, 20, a person who has some physical maturity. Why? Because we have to. there's a certain amount of respect you're supposed to have for the group. In other words, when you have a group of people who are now engaging in a tefillah process, so the person who's leading them should be a person who is above them and who is visibly um, more advanced than them, in order to be the visionary leader for for them. So we're supposed to be able to look towards the person who's leading the group and say, this person is more developed in his characteristics. He's someone I can look to and say, oh, that person is more advanced in the, this thing and in this thing and in this characteristic and this characteristic and this sphere and this sphere, and then to actually try to uh, access that a little bit and embody that, try to explore within yourself what are the underlying perceptions that I have that prevent me from being more chesed-oriented, from sharing more? Why do I have a hard time? Why do I constantly try to substitute my my actual uh, real perspectives and feelings when I'm in a conversation? Instead of sharing them, I share things that I've heard other people say, or I I fill in with other people's, um, you know, things that, I, things that I know are popular to say. I can't be genuine and real in who I am. I don't share what's really in myself. I just share things that I that I know are going to be safe to say. So you can look to somebody who is, you know, the, the visionaries will so see somebody who is more advanced than you in that type of area and in all the areas really to some degree at least and then you can actually access those kinds of thoughts by looking to them and of course you can also fill in the blanks by looking at other people around you if so you have a person who's right near you who's let's say very genuine and very open so then you can actually try to extract from them uh, to essentially feed off of that in your mind and explore the perceptions that that you know are you have that are interfering with your ability to be genuine in that way. So you're supposed to have somebody like like that who's leading the group, and if you don't, then it's like it's like an insult to the group because like wait we don't have anybody in our group who is more advanced. Are we such a such a uh, unsuccessful and and not not striving and such a stagnant group of people that we don't have a person who is kind of like a more advanced uh, in, in these different traits type of person? So that's what we're trying to get. We're trying to get somebody who has some kind of more higher states of development to be the leader. Uh, so it says here you can't you, you, like one of the one of the markers of that is somebody who is mature because the halacha assumes that if you are ten years old so then you simply don't have enough self-awareness yet to have truly begun to develop the underlying perceptions required to expand and 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 flesh out the different attributes the different sefirot that are within you that you use to manifest in the world. So one of the of the markers that's given here is somebody who has a full beard. In other words, someone who's already pretty mature physically. And so we appoint him to be the Shalich tibur. It says Aval uh if it's like not if it, if you're trying to do it in a situation where it's not all the time. In other words, you're not trying to appoint somebody to be the, the Shalich tibur uh, for you know as a fixed job, but rather it's just like well on the fly. You need somebody right now for this particular tefillah. So then, somebody who is already old enough, they already have um, some some uh, pubic hair. In other words, they have to have hair that indicates they're above the, a certain age, above the age of bar mitzvah. Or, or Well, bar mitzvah is only one that's relevant here, but that, the, over the age of bar mitzvah. And what that means is a person who is at the age of 13, a man, a male, is considered to already have enough maturity, that there is some level of self-awareness, and therefore some level of active development of perceptions, and therefore these attributes of the sfirot of the person are at least somewhat developed. So you're not supposed to appoint that person long-term to be the shliach tzibur for any fixed uh, period of time, but if you need somebody right now, and we're just on the fly, or we don't have any time, we just need somebody to go do it now for mincha or something, so then you can appoint uh, a person like that, as long as they're over the age of bar mitzvah. you he can then go and stand uh, in front of the group and be the leader. As long as this appointment of this younger person is not as a substitute uh, on a regular basis also, because you could say, well, every mincha, every day, uh, which is a mincha is a shorter tefillah. So every day, let's let's just appoint this guy to f- to fill in for the regular shliach tibor. You can't do that either. Uh, you have to basically make it. that It can only be that a person like that is is leading the group in a situation in which it is completely temporary and it is uh, once it's a it's a it's a once once you know uh, time one time thing. So that's uh, that's what the second half of the halacha is saying. And so. The, the, again, the underlying structure here is that the the process that that we that we undergo as we age, uh, from the age of let's say five to the age of twenty, is one in which there is a, a very profound expansion of self awareness. What's called daat. And so the more self awareness that you have, the more you can now examine your your vessel, uh, your tools. In other words, when we say when we talk about ourselves, we say, hmm, I want to eat. I'm hungry, or I'm sleepy, or we say I want to get closer to Hashem. The eyes in those two cases are different. i want to eat is the body and we can we can identify ourselves as our body or as our emotional state or even as our intellectual state we can we can choose to identify ourselves to perceive ourselves as those things as i mentioned earlier because of the tree of knowledge the we can actually distort our perceptions to identify ourselves as something that we are not and so you can identify yourself as your body Um, and so you have the ability to also identify yourself as yourself as the neshama as the as the consciousness that is looking out through your eyes constantly which is the real you? So you can con- you can you can oscillate and and navigate that, that those different lenses of yourself. As sometimes you can see yourself as your body, sometimes you can see yourself as yourself, sometimes you can see yourself as something in between, sometimes you can see yourself as a mix. Um, and so the idea is that when you get to a certain age, a certain level of maturity, that's when you can really begin to be aware of the of the body, its and its various attributes and vessels. As separate from you. In other words, when you're 10 years old or 8 years old, so most people of that age don't have enough self awareness to really experience themselves in terms of their own consciousness separately from their body. But when you get to a certain age of maturity, then you're able to start saying, hmm, I can now separate myself, put myself up above my body, above the vessels that come with my body, the attributes, the spherot, and I can now examine it and think to myself, hmm, in what way do I want to rewrite this? In what way do I want to adjust and change this? I have, I can, I can, I can sort of float up above my body in, in, a, in a certain, a certain uh, conceptual way and think to myself, well, I have a tendency to perceive myself as somebody who is not really legitimate in terms of the things that I think. And since I, since I view myself that way, I don't share my actual thoughts in conversation because I feel that they're not really legitimate. So I try to get, to, to get access to what other people think and then I try to just share those things and try to reflect back to them what they think, so that way they'll still think that I'm just as legitimate as them because I don't really feel that I'm legitimate ind- independently. So then you can kind of look at that, that perception from above and say, hmm, that's a perception that I see that I have. So is that true? Can I can I rewrite that perception or can I install a new perception? Can I can I critically analyze it and say, wait a second, that's not actually true. Why should I be any less legitimate than that other person? Uh, we both have a lot of ideas that we think, and we both have learned many things in our lives so why why do i fundamentally perceive myself and my own ideas as not being worthy and you can try to get a sense of of the why, and then all, and the what, and then you can begin to rewrite those types of perceptions and re, and create new ones that then actually allow you to be much more genuine, or much more sharing. So what you're doing is you're going into the world of your das, the world of your deot, and you're basically trying to get access to what's happening there, and then rewriting or or installing or updating the software in that space, and then that allows you to now change the other attributes. If, if das can be thought of as one of the ten attributes that you have, which in a certain way it is, so then you can actually by by Manipulating and, By accessing and, and, and manipulating it and updating it, you can actually change other attributes within yourself, other spheros, and you can actually develop more chesed, which means that now you're going to share more, or more netzach, which means that you're going to be more outgoing and more dominant in a, in a conversation setting. And so you can actually develop those traits um, by, by going into these, these inner spaces using the process of tefillah. And so that's what happens as you get older and you get, you know, past age of 13, 14 if you're a guy, or past age of 10, 11, 12 if you're a girl. So you get access to the, this more aware approach and you can actually see yourself from above and from outside. And so that's what's required to be a Shalyach Tibor for a group of 10 men. You have to be a person who has that capacity and that other people can look to you from that place of, of, of essentially respect. In other words, to, to look up to you as someone who has has at least either accomplished some of that or has has accomplished a lot of that and is now far ahead of the group. So that way we can all look to you and then actually draw from you greater clarity, greater triggers in our perceptual exploration that we're engaging in during the process of tefillah. So that's what we're trying to do with this halacha, and that's exactly why we have specific rules as to what kind of person, in terms of age, should be shliach tzibur, because we want to make sure that we're actually achieving this purpose. Again, it's not super uh, done today, because people don't often today know what most of these things, but this is actually the process of tefillah b'tzibur, how it's supposed to work, and that's why this halacha is written the way that it is and, and exists as it does. Hope that was clarifying and that you enjoyed that, and again, you can check us out at yesoblox.com, subscribe over there and support what we're doing, get access to all of this at a much higher level, and looking forward to having you join me for the next episode.